Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. This is my answers for the second week of RPG Day 2023. If you're not familiar with RPG Day, there's a link in the show notes. Follow that. It explains everything. But the elevator pitch is that a prompt is given each day, and we're supposed to respond with our impressions to that prompt in a positive way regarding tabletop role-playing games. I did a contest last month where I asked people to send me answers for one day. And then you, if you go back to last week's show, you can hear the winners to that contest. But a couple of those answers fall in this week. So I'm going to play those before I give my seven prompts. I also have some feedback for RPG a day, and I'm going to play that at the very end of the episode. So if you don't want to hear listener calls and listener feedback, then you can just listen to the answers of the prompts. But if you want to stay to the end, you'll hear the listener feedback as well. Okay, let's play those listener calls. We have responses here from Ray Otis for Plundergrounds and Richard Bat Brewster. Hi, Jason. This is Ray at Plundergrounds. I wanted to call in about your RPG A Day 2023 contest. I'm going to answer Day 10, which is Favorite RPG Tie-In Fiction. Now, I'm a huge reader, as you know, um, and uh, I, I read all kinds of fantasy and science fiction as well as other things and tend to read uh, more vintage probably than modern. But I have not read a ton of RPG tie-in fiction. I've read the, the series that tied into Spelljammer. Uh, I've read like Icewind Dale. I've read um, you know a few of the ones that tied into third edition. I've read some Magic the Gathering tie-ins. Uh, but you know, just a smattering here and there. Uh, in the end, though, I'm going to have to say that I think the best written and the most engaging of all of them was the first two books of the Dark Elf trilogy by Salvatore which is Homeland and Exile. You may get this answer from other people because I actually do think it's a fairly well-written and very entertaining set of books. And so that's my answer. Uh, Homeland and Exile by Salvatore as tie-in fiction for really AD&D and specifically AD&D first edition because he released those, I believe, right before the second edition rules came out. I'd have to check my years, but I'm pretty sure it's right in the same year that the second edition rules were coming out that he released that. Um, and uh, I think in some ways it's an interesting example because not only was his writing inspired directly from the, the books. I mean, you can definitely see what spells people are casting and what uh, game effects are in play at any given time. But then he, in turn, influenced the books, the game books. And uh, the, the modern definition of the Ranger class is really uh, more derivative of uh, Drist than it is of Aragorn. And so I think that's a, a cool example. Hello, my name is Richard Bat Brewster, and this is my answer for Day 14 of RPG A Day 2023. The question is, favourite convention purchase? Mine is Suzerain Mortal Realms, released in 2000 by Treehouse. I have a bit of a tale about this book on myself, if you'll indulge me. In 1999, Treehouse are visiting the smaller UK conventions, the Drum Up Interest, for the 2000 release. So I got to meet the creators and try out the game at the 1999 TowerCon in Blackpool. Martin Cleams ran the game, that's some friends and I played him. The session, it was great, it wonderfully showed off both the system and the setting. Afterwards the design team provided feedback forms. They told me that they were pleasantly surprised that I'd written quite a detailed essay, actually about two pages, including a few points of view that they hadn't considered before. 
which led to some chats about the metaphysics of the setting and how it all worked. Thankfully, many Mage the Ascension and GURPS chats had helped train me for this. Awkwardly, they, they explained that they had actually already sent the manuscripts off to be printed, so my feedback was too late to actually change anything. Further discussions with Martin and Damien resulted in being invited to do some freelance writing to expand upon some of the ideas that I'd written about. However, it was a difficult time for myself since I developed wrist problems that year, but I agreed to explore the opportunity, in part because, fortunate that time, speech recognition software was starting to sort of get adequate. In April 2000, I started working at KGC Games, so I had a substantially less free writing time, but I was invited to run demo games at the Gen Con UK 2000. That year it was held at the Manchester Conference and, uh, sorry, Centre and University, and Treehouse paid for my accommodation during the event. It was a little bit awkward preparing gaming sessions for a game that hadn't actually been released yet, and I hadn't read the full rulebook, obviously. But fortunately at the event, I had a few hours to read my newly purchased Suzerain rulebook. The book itself came in a beautiful slipcase, and even had some colour pages within the book. And when you added it to all the plans that Treehouse had in regards to the setting, a computer game, LARPs, it was an inspiring thing to be involved in. Unfortunately for Treehouse, along with a lot of other role-playing companies, D&D 3rd Ed was launched that year, and the 3rd Ed books were also impressive, as well as quite cheap. So back to Suzerain, I was relieved that we actually had players turn up and check out the demo games. I was even mostly given positive feedback from the players that I ran sessions for, as well as managing to sell several of the rulebooks. We also got to run some Suzerain LARPs in the evening, but that's another tale. As some of the customers asked the designers in attendance to sign their book. Amusingly, one person insisted that I sign their book, even after I clarified I hadn't actually contributed anything to the book itself. Later that year, design work at KGC Games got more intense, plus I was also studying at Knight College for coding, so sadly I stepped away from Treehouse. Over the years, I've had a few chats with Martin, but sadly been too busy with my own projects to get involved again. It's great that Suzerain has gone on to be a Savage World setting. As for the old Suzerain Mortal Realms, I've played it several times over the years, and the book still has a special place in my collection. Great, great responses. Thank you so much for those entries. Now I will give you my answers for this week. And before that, I'm going to preface with... So this was created by David, and then it's also supported by Anthony. And, you know, I have a link to David's blog in the show notes. But I, I'm i going to make a request. Maybe in the future, there are a lot of categories this month that have favorite. Pick your favorite. A lot of us don't do favorites. <laughs> there, there was one last week, and I know I bandied about in that, but it's hard for me to pick one thing as a favorite. Maybe if those prompts were, what is one of your favorite characters? What is one of your favorite fiction tie-ins? What is one, one of your favorite character sheets? That'd be a lot easier. But when you ask me to pick one thing that's my absolute favorite, I, I can't do it because it changes you know, by day of the week uh, or maybe minute by minute. So I'm going to answer these questions, but understand that these fluctuate and what's my favorite thing that I answer in the prompt might change by the end of this episode. So day eight, your favorite character. For this, I'm going to pick a character that I ran in 
a game that Eric Salzweedle, the Omega 3D Chicken Coop, ran. This was a Solar Blades Cosmic Spells game. And my character was basically a combination of Tim the Toolman Taylor and Steve Buscemi's character from Armageddon. He was smart, but he overestimated his abilities. He felt he couldn't do wrong, and he, and he, you know, whatever he put his mind to, he could do, even though he wasn't very good at it. And that played out in the fiction and kind of annoyed some of the other players a little bit. But once they realized that my character was pretty inept, even though he thought he was good at everything, it all worked out pretty well. We, we had a lot of fun in that campaign. That campaign basically turned out to be Futurama, the role-playing game. I remember in one memorable scene, we had to get into this hive of space wasps. And so we killed a space wasp. We kind of hollowed out the the body and my character wore it as a costume to sneak into the hive um, and try to fool the other space wasps into thinking he was a space wasp. So that, that's the kind of shenanigans we got up to in that campaign. Lots of lots of fun. Number nine, favorite dice. Um, big ones that are easy to read. <laughs> as I get older, I don't want fancy things. I don't want designs. I don't want weird writing. I want big dice that are easy to, easy to read. For D6s, they can have pips. That's totally fine. For other dice, just a number that's easy to read, like, you know, white die with black writing or a red die with white writing, black die with white writing. Just something that's really easy to read makes me happy. Day 10. Favorite tie-in fiction. This is hard. I'm more of a fan of fiction that generates games than fiction that spins off of games. But I'm going to go with Dr. Eric J. Holmes's Maze's Apparel, or maybe it's Maze Apparel. Anyway, this is a book that, that he wrote kind of based on the campaign he ran for his kids. Of course, Holmes wrote the original basic set for D&D that came out in 77. And Maze Apparel is a lot of fun, and it's very much D and D, and that it uses I don't it either uses level numbers or level titles in there, and it's very obviously ties in with all the game concepts. Although the world reminds me more of Tunnels and Trolls than it does D and D, because you have weird things in there like that you know they end up in a courtroom at one point, and during the court session, there's a centaur in there who's being charged because he did damage to a bar because his hoof went through the floor of the bar. You know, and that seems more like a Tunnels and Trolls thing than a D&D thing to me. I don't know. But, yeah, Maze Apparel, or Maze's Apparel by Dr. Holmes would be my favorite tie-in fiction. Day 11, weirdest game you've played. Uh, I could go a couple different ways with this. I'm going to go with Everyone is John. Everyone is John is a, it's an RPG, but it's kind of a party game. It's kind of like being John Malkovich, if you've seen that movie. Uh, all the players are trying, so you have a, John, who has amnesia, and the DM kind of is really step back, steps back in this one, and the players are going to bid to try to control John, and, they, and they're going to bid at different points to get control of John, and then once they have control of John, they're going to do what they want, and the DM kind of just rolls with that, right? And, and it's a lot of fun. It's a little weird. It's a little, um, <laughs> it's a little creepy, but yeah, everyone is John. Probably is the weirdest game. Number twelve. Or day 12. Old game that you still play. Well, I'm currently playing in a Engard campaign. And Engard came out in 1975. 
even though there are new additions to the rule book, the rules are effectively the same. I still use the 75 rule book, and then there's some house rules. So, yeah, and guard. Now, I also still play like Boot Hill, Tunnels and Trolls, a bunch of other old games, but and guard is the campaign I'm currently in, so that's going to be my answer. Day 13, Memorable Character Demise. <laughs> this is memorable mainly because I keep bringing it up, but Spencer Spencer Freethrall over at the Keep Off the Borderlands podcast was in one of Dave's games with me, and this was a while back. Dave used to have the Deep Percentile podcast, which is sadly defunct, and this was a game of OSE. And we were starting off, and I had, I think, a first-level thief, and, and I was up a little bit ahead of the party, and we, we got in this fight in, in the tunnels, and Spencer's character shot an arrow, and he rolled a one, fumbling. I don't remember if he had to confirm that one or not, but his arrow hit my character in the back and killed him. Uh, that, that was also memorable because after that character died, I took over a henchman and played that henchman. That henchman died, and then I took over a different henchman. So I played three different characters in that session. A lot of fun. I don't hold any grudges here, Spencer, but I, I think mainly because I bring it up, that's my most memorable character demise. And then our last one for t- for this week, favorite convention purchase. You know, that's tough. The only role-playing game convention that I've been to is Gen Con. I've been to a bunch of war game conventions, Historicon, Cold Wars, things like that. Uh, those pretty much happen in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but... As far as role-playing game convention, I guess that would be Gen Con. And when I went to Gen Con, it was, I don't know, whatever year the Castle Ravenloft Adventure board game came out. It was that year. Um, I didn't buy very many role-playing products because the group I was in were mainly playing board games. And we did a lot of board game stuff. I bought some dice from, I'm trying to think of the name of the company now, from... Um, Rogue Games, I think, that did Colonial Gothic. I bought some 12-sided dice from them, so so I guess that, that would count. Okay, those are my entries for this week. Now, let's play some feedback from callers about my previous RPG A Day episode. Hey, Jason. Daniel Fernandez keeps calling in after your RPG A Day first episode. Lots of great calls from people. Really, really good. Enjoyed it a lot. You know, it, I like how you handled the smart. Because I read that and I thought, I have no idea what I'm going to say if I, if I even want to do this one. I don't know what is known by smart. So I know that you like to do them first to not see what people say, but I'm kind of curious what people say about smart. Yeah, it's super interesting. And yes, I will 100% run Tom Secret. I got to run the James Bond game, but it's like learning a whole new system. So I haven't actually put it on the shelf because I've been busy. But uh, I could run Top Secret, like, immediately because that I know, like, back in my head. What a, what a great system that is. I, I really like all your entries. Lots of good stuff there. You know, it's funny, too, because I, when I think of smart, going back to that, uh, you know, clever, maybe? I'm not sure what people consider smart. Smart needs to be a lot of math. Smart has some tricky mechanic that overcomes things. I don't know. I'm curious what people say about that. Maybe I'll come up with something. I'm likely going to do what you did. I made an episode yesterday uh, for the for, for day one just to kind of get it in front of people. But I'll probably do one week at a time like you because uh, I'm going to Gen Con right now, as you might hear uh, that audio from driving. So I don't know that I'll have a chance to do it every day. Plus, that's a lot. Man. People that do it every day, 
You guys are awesome. <laughs> so, anyways, a great episode as always. If I can think of the other thing I was going to say, I'll call back. But otherwise, I will talk to you. Oh, uh, thank you for holding these uh, contests. Uh, fantastic. I appreciate it. Uh, I will take the most expensive thing you have in your catalog. <laughs> I kid, of course. Thanks so much for doing this, and also donations to charity. That's just a great way to do this kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Daniel, thank you so much for that call. I really appreciate it. Of course, by the time you hear this, you've probably heard people's answers or read people's answers for day seven. What is the smartest game that they played, right? Because this is coming out on the 8th. So I'm curious to see what you think. And folks, this isn't just a podcast thing. There are people doing this on blogs and the various social media things that I don't do. So check all that out. I want to thank all the people that have called into my show, not just like Daniel there, but also the people that entered the contest, which Daniel did too. Uh, we'll hear his later this month. We'll hear a number of the call-ins for the contest later this month as they come up. A lot of the people were really open with their stories for RPG Day. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate the positivity everybody's bringing to it. I want to thank everybody that's listening to my show. I really appreciate you taking time out to listen to me babble on, and I will be back soon. So until then, be excellent to each other.